if I was like, hey, I need to buy a muzzleloader right now for hunting, these are the ones I would pick in these various categories we set up. listening to the muzzleloaders podcast the show where we talk about anything and everything black powder how's it going guys it's darren with muzzleloaders.com and we are with nate again um first journal (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness it's it's starting already it is um you're welcome we are back in the office again uh we just this is actually the same day that we just recorded the uh don't say that (laughs) they aren't supposed to know (laughs) they're not supposed to know Um, it's a surprise yeah so we are recording podcasts in the office today because we had a little extra time. weren't sure if it was going to work out. Things have been wild around here. With I don't uh, have extra time. I'm just doing this as a favor to you, so you can get your content. Nate's just like, <laughs> it's like, I can we be done time. with this already? <laughs> <laughs> I never have any extra time. Um, what is that? What is time? What is extra time? Um, but today. I was kind of thinking about what we should talk about, and hunting has been something that's been on my mind a lot, and... As it should be. Yes, because it always is on my 365 mind. 365 days a year. That's right. It's a lifestyle. Always something to hunt. It never ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we just finished up talking about the muzzleloader wrap-up uh, for our muzzleloader season here in Oregon, and I got the idea of talking about the best hunting muzzleloaders, and so... Um, there's Very di- subjective. It is subjective, and these are these are strictly our opinions. Yep. So these these do not reflect the opinions of the company. These reflect our personal opinions yes. and um, things that we would like to hunt with, given the option. Based and on we our have not discussed these ahead of time. No, so these are going to be completely blind. So yes. blind that, taste test. With the, the idea behind that is that if we both have come to the same conclusion, that it's probably a pretty decent muzzleloader. Yep. And if we uh, didn't come to the same conclusion, we can then discuss, and there's probably some differences in there that maybe you guys want to know about before mm-hmm. you decide to get into muzzleloading. And um, the other reason I want to talk about hunting specifically is uh, because there's lots of different muzzleloaders for different things. Like if you want to go to, if you just want to compete in shooting competitions, you're going to be getting different muzzleloaders than the ones we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. If you just want to go to a rendezvous, you're going to be getting a different muzzleloader than the one that we're talking about today. Um, but if you're looking for hunting, uh, as people who enjoy muzzleloader hunting and have not only done it a good amount ourselves, but also have um, talked to numerous customers. Um, in my time of customer service, I talked to countless customers about muzzleloader hunting. Um, we just want to offer our opinions. Yeah based on that information take it so, for what it's worth take it for what it's worth don't comment below like ah you guys don't know what you're talking about it's just our opinion because so. we we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we have no idea we have no idea nate put more thought in this than i did i just kind of went with my i did a lot of part. research on this yeah so. i didn't i i kind of just relied on my current knowledge base and i was like these are the ones that i would use like if i was if i was like hey i need to buy a muzzleloader right now for hunting these are the ones i would pick in these various categories we set up so uh no no screen looking you can't look over here <laughs> Um, but we have we have different categories. We have five categories. We have best flintlock, best percussion, best inline, best northwest legal, um, which flintlock, percussion, and inline could all be northwest legal, mm-hmm. but different different needs there. And then we have best long range, which is going to include the super magnums. Um, that's going to be a, a muzzleloader that's capable of hunting ranges beyond three hundred yards. Yeah. 
Um, so that's not going to include like the LRX or the LDR. Those are, those are going to be in the inline category. So, um, Nate, you said you had a lot of talking points on this one. So why don't we get started with the best flintlock, something that is near and dear to our heart because we hunted with flintlocks this year. <laughs> listen to last, listen to last last <laughs> podcast in order to get information on that. <laughs> All right. Best flintlock. And I have a couple different talking points on this. Um, I went with the Pettersoli Kentucky rifle. Interesting. For number one choice. Now, mm. this was a tough one because there are a lot of flintlocks out there that are awesome. Yeah. Um, the PA pellet got runner up, I would say, yep. in my opinion, because it is a really cool flintlock that can use pellets. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, pretty unique. And plus the design's great. It's all weatherized and you know made for taking out and mm -hmm. the environment yeah um and then i would say my third choice would probably be the invest arm hawken which is what i gimmer hawken which gimmer is what hawken. i used this year yeah so um, good one. yeah those are kind of my three obviously starting with the first second and third choice okay so why why choose those guns and why choose them in that order? Well, the Pedersolis I've just always been fascinated by. Mm -hmm. uh, everything that I've ever seen from Pedersoli at Shot Show, um, a lot of the groups they they do. Um, obviously, we're talking about hunting specifically still. Yeah. Um, so the Kentucky rifles are shorter, mm -hmm. which is kind of what you want for getting around in the woods. You know, I don't need a fifty-inch barrel when i'm when i'm hunting yes 60 70 whatever <laughs> um so the kentucky rifles are nice for that uh Petersoli specifically because their triggers are just so finely honed they're yeah. all hand assembled you know just a amazing piece of equipment every mm -hmm. Petersoli i've ever put my hands on i'm just like oh yeah i want this yeah. yep. <laughs> and they're just you know they're not for everybody price points really high a hand is. assembled um italian firearms italian right uh yep so I thought so I should get the ones mixed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Italian, Italy, Spain. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Europe. From Europe. European yeah, countries. exactly. So <laughs> yeah, just a really fine Italian hand assembled firearm. Yeah. Um, the, the, the groups on these things that I've seen at shot show that from people that shoot them a lot are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the yep. triggers are smooth as butter. I mean, mm -hmm. just, you can tell that somebody took the time to go through and hand tune that yeah. trigger. And there is a lot to a, a muzzle loader trigger that, you know, some of the newer triggers, even though they have a ton of technology into them, are easier to tune than some of these, you know, very old school triggers that mm -hmm. take a lot of knowledge to get all the working pieces together to make it work right. Yeah. Which is what I've learned over time. And so, yeah, anyway, Pedersoli just does a phenomenal job on their rifles. Um, yeah. And again, so that's kind of where my heart's at with the better solely it's just a very and they're beautiful mm -hmm. you, they you are. can tell they're you can hang them on a wall yeah when you're not using them and yeah. i guess along along kind of along those notes you're talking about that so i i just um bought a 58 caliber muzzleloader from a gentleman who, yeah, who passed away rifle. oh man beautiful right beautiful handmade it was yep. handmade and um the trigger on that is one of the best triggers i've ever felt oh yeah period yeah. i'd put it right up there with Petersoli. yeah and i think that that just speaks to when you get something that's handmade somebody is really taking the time to intentionally Tune put in. this thing together and build it like it's something that they would build for themselves yeah that you thing know? has a phenomenal trigger yeah 
it, and it's just a beautiful rifle all mm-hmm. around too. Yeah. yeah, unique for sure. Yeah, that's um, the, it's handmade. You know, handmade is yep. always unique. There's always a little signature one of a kind. There. Yep. None other like it out there. Yep. Um. So I uh, went a little bit different route. I kind of factored in. Um. I actually didn't choose a Petersoli for this one. Um. I chose the Traditions Kentucky rifle, mm-hmm. and the reason I chose that is because in my experience the, with the flintlocks that I've shot. I was able to get really, really good groups, and I felt extremely comfortable with that muzzleloader. And it's at a more affordable price point. And I was getting to that. Yeah. So, like I said, the pedestal is not for everyone because yes. a the price point. Yeah. Um, which is why I had the PA pellet and invest arm hawking mm-hmm. for other choices in that category for price yes. range reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the reason. So the reason I went with the Kentucky over the the Gimmer hawking is because I personally like the sights on the Kentucky rifle more than those sights mm. on the Gimmer. Mm. So yeah. Nate and I were kind of discussing the Gimmer has buckhorn sights, which mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with those. They're just not the sights I really like to use for myself. The Kentucky rifle from Traditions has a very simplistic, just just imagine the most basic iron sight you mm-hmm. can imagine, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it it works great. I like it. Yeah, it's simple. Great choice. It's just, and I, I, we were, I mean, we were able to get like, essentially one inch group set with it you mm-hmm. know and so i was like man for that price the trigger was good um it, it's tough to beat that for that price and mm-hmm. that's kind of why i went with the the kentucky and that's rifle. why i kind of took pick the pa pellet as a yeah. second like it's and got a simplistic sight yes and i also picked the pa pellet as my second and i think that my my dichotomy there is the tr- if you want to be just a strict traditional go with the kentucky yeah. rifle if you want like a few more bells and whistles and you're just looking to be f- like like tr- uh pennsylvania Flintlock and you just compliant. want to say that you used a flintlock. <laughs> <laughs> I used pelletized powder, but I also used a flintlock. Yeah. Um, the PA pellet's a good option there too, because you get you know you get fiber optic sights. It's Cerakoted. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just Very a good weather resistant. Yeah, it has yeah. a breech plug, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and so that's a, our choices on the on the flintlock. Uh, now on to percussion. So Nate, what did you choose from the percussion? Well, you might might uh give me a hard time here because i chose pedersoli once already but <laughs> <laughs> it's tough not to pick pedersoli it is tough these, they're it so is good tough the pedersoli missouri river hawken mm. maple specifically yes, the, stock the tiger stripe maple oh that thing is a piece of art yes it is gorgeous i love maple anyway i love working with maple i've done a lot of woodwork in in my life it's fun mm-hmm. um it's fun to work with wood and Maple has always been near and dear to my heart already. Mm. And it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It just comes out so clean. And again, for the same reason, Pedersoli's just phenomenal craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to not pick Pedersoli. I it's strangely enough, I didn't pick Pedersoli here either. Really? Yes. Interesting. I, I think you're going price point though, like the budget hunter. Yeah, well that's the kind of thing is like I so Nate just a difference between Nate and I personally. When Nate buys a gun, Nate buys the absolute best gun he can get his hands yes. on. Um, he spends thousands Buy of once, dollars on <laughs> cry ones. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I am very value centric, so it's like, what is the best thing I can get for the amount of money that I'm going to spend on it? So, if you're looking for just the cream of the crop, Nate's suggestions are probably going to be the ones you're going with. If you're looking for like, hey, this is going to be a great bang for your buck muzzle loader the ones that I'm suggesting are based on what I'm seeing here. Again, Nate and I did not pre-plan this. So based on what I'm seeing, that's probably just a reflection of our personalities. <laughs> and that's what you're going to see from this. But yes, I chose the, and that's okay. I chose the invest arm Bridger Hawken. Uh-huh. 
Um, okay. Reason being, because in my experience with our with our marketing Bridger Hawkin that we had, mm-hmm. I have had really good. I mean, again, like one whole groups with it, and the trigger on that Bridger Hawkin is just very choice, and the price point on the Bridger Hawkin is very is very medium. Like it's very very affordable. I can't I can't think of the price point. The prices are fluctuating so much right now, anyways. <sighs> yeah, but um, cost the, of goods. It's affordable, like according uh, you know in the on the spectrum of muzzle loaders that you're going to buy. And mine so, is not. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I think it, mine's close to two thousand dollars. Yes, but it's so, and I think the 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 Bridger Hawkins in in the four hundred dollar yeah. price four to four, to four to six somewhere in there. Is it four to five? I think it's four. You to would five. know more better than I do. Um, but it's in a much more affordable price point, and you're getting a muzzle loader that's going to really perform well it's gonna it's the muzzleloader that i so these two muzzleloaders i just said are the two muzzleloaders that i hunted with this season mm-hmm. um and both i shot a lot and both shot well every time i shot them yeah. um, and you can get a pedersoli uh missouri river hawk and not in a maple stock and it's mm-hmm. much cheaper yes but maple if is you're expensive. gonna do it you may as well get oh the, yeah the maple. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both beautiful, but the maple is just that cut above. And there's something about, like, hunting with a muzzleloader that you like looking at. Because you're going to spend a lot of time looking at it when you're wandering around. Absolutely. (laughs) So you may as well enjoy what you're looking at. And maple's a little tougher, too, if you're just looking for that Mm -hmm. rigid resist scratches. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a hard, hard. Which is what you want if you're, you know, Mm -hmm. hunting with a muzzleloader that's that price. You know, I would would be sad if I, like, you know, I kind of used and abused my muzzleloader this year i would have cried a little bit if i (laughs) you know it's true and it is a tool and that's kind of how i look i look at things as practical like yeah how am i going to use this thing and um i used to have a hard time taking my four thousand dollar rifles into the woods but not anymore it's a tool when you have 10 of them it's kind of (laughs) like it's like ah i got another one (laughs) real too much (laughs) that was an exaggeration for those of you that are listening yeah it's more like 20 Um, yeah, but I, so, and I guess for my second, for my second place, I did pick the Missouri river, um, for different reasons than you did. I picked Mm. the non maple one, Mm -hmm. um, because the Missouri river has a faster twist rate. Mm -hmm. And so if you are looking to use like a conical bullet, the Missouri river is going to have like, it's like one in 24 or something along those lines. And it's going to, um, be able to accommodate a conical bullet better than most other side lock muzzleloaders. It's one in 30. Maybe it's one in thirty. It's fast. Yeah. It's as fast or faster than most fifty caliber inlines. Because yeah, we only offer two one in twenty four twists, and they're not they're, in the tra- their traditions yeah. papers probably. Uh, Anyways, we don't, right right the, yeah. we don't have to get into we don't have to get into specifics of that. It's a fast yes, twist rate. Twist, yeah. It's faster than it's much faster than one in forty eight. Mm-hmm. It's in it's comparable with an inline twist rate, so it's going to be able to shoot those conicals pretty well. Con- conversely to that, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to shoot round balls as well. So yeah. That's something to know. I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. was kind of my consideration on it as well when I was looking at them. Yeah, it's twist rates. So it's good. It's a good twist rate. It's a great muzzle loader, um, and really can't go wrong with honestly any of the ones that Nate I Nate I, I agree with a lot everything Nate said. So, um, best inline. Why don't Moving you on. go first this time? You want me to go first yeah, this time? Why not? Okay, switch it up. So number one, uh, I picked. You're the, wrong. <laughs> Gosh, let me say what i'm gonna say uh, whatever you say it's gonna be wrong it's true I'm, I'm actually pretty pleased with how different our our choices have been this yeah time. yeah it's good, it's good. I was, before show i was kind of worried that nate and i were just gonna pick all the same muzzle loaders and it was gonna be boring but it's been pretty interesting so it's good talking points yes um so best in line i went with the accurate mrx um i figure ooh, ours ooh. are going to be different here yeah let's discuss that a little bit so 
Acura MRX, and I've put a lot of thought into this because um, not enough. Huh? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into this on my own, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and <laughs> I think that if I was going to buy a muzzleloader, it would probably be the MRX because of its versatility and because of the the terrain that I live in. So living in and Nate I'm I'm sure to see what you chose I bet you can guess Nate doesn't like Nate doesn't care about weight one lick I've yep. seen Nate nope. care like carry like 17 pound rifles around while he's hunting and oh that, yeah that drives me insane <laughs> I like to have something that's a little bit more lightweight the MRX is still a little heavier on the spectrum of just inline muzzleloaders in general but it is shorter more maneuverable a little bit lighter weight then yeah when you're weak you care about weight a lot so, so. <laughs> nate's backpack <laughs> nate's backpacks also needlessly heavy it's it, like uh, yeah it is it's like 50 it's, pounds yeah all the time man that's completely <laughs> that's that's empty. like bare bones when he puts, for me yeah. when he puts meat in it it's like you oh yeah it's ridiculously heavy. crazy heavy um but i chose the mrx for that reason because you're still able to get a good distance out of it 250 is really attainable you could probably stretch it to three um it's going to be shorter it's more maneuverable. It has all the same, you know, you can convert it to Northwest. You can put open sights on it. You can have a scope. It's just really, it has a threaded muzzle, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Cause I, also um, brakes are nice after, after this year, just spending all that time after, after last year, spending all the time on the range with muzzle loaders this year, if possible, I like to put a muzzle brake on because it just saves your shoulder so much. And, um, also helps disperse the smoke, which is really nice during hunting situations. So that's what I chose for my number one. Number two, I didn't really pick one. I kind of, I mean, you could go with a, a number of them. The, mm-hmm. um, it, the I really like the Nitro Fire, um, if it's legal in your state. Mm-hmm. I think the Nitro Fire is arguably one of the best out there just because of it's, sure. it's just ability to be quick. I mean, if you miss, it's like super simple reload. Um, accurate it's super accurate. super accurate we've had incredible accuracy with it those so. charges are very consistent consistent oh yeah i mean it's the nitro fire it was between the mrx and the nitro fire going for number one um but i think some of my bias being in oregon where i can't use the nitro mm-hmm. fire played into me choosing the accurate sure. mrx but you can't go wrong with the nitro fire either so yeah i guess i should be specific too on my best flintlock best percussion i did go 50 cal just because Obviously, there's different calibers you can mm-hmm. So we yeah. didn't even discuss that at all. We have, And I think that 50 cal is just, it's a good, happy medium. Mm-hmm. Easy to it's find accessories. easy to find accessories for. It's easy to find ammo for. Um, you know, would I choose a different caliber? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. 50 cal is just really universal. The sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's home for me with a muzzle loader. Um, even though I started off shooting a 54 caliber always like i always shot a 54 until i really got serious about muzzleloader hunting mm-hmm. and i went switched to a 50 so yeah and I'll, i mean i can kind of speak to that uh, having to try and find accessories for a 58 caliber that i just was talking about earlier was a little bit of a challenge you know um we don't really carry that much for 58 you know those bigger those larger mm-hmm. bore diameters as far as cleaning accessories and 50 caliber is just like i mean you can go to any place as long as if they carry muzzleloader supplies they're going to carry stuff for 50 Mm -hmm. calibers just because Mm -hmm. it's kind of been the universal standard and you can also you can hunt elk with it you can hunt deer with it Mm -hmm. and it's going to be good across the board so we'll leave the caliber discussion up to you guys or we'll talk about it in a different podcast but for today we're just kind of talking about the platforms um and just assume 50 caliber on all of it you know all right so what am i going to pick for I, well, based on our previous conversations, I would say the LRX. 
I would say that the LRX was my choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where I was most confident in what you would choose. Yeah. I thought you might be. Yeah. yeah that's, and I, I, I didn't want to disappoint. I thought, so what did you think I was going to choose? I thought you'd say the MRX. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Mm -hmm. I guess we just talked too Mainly much because we've had this conversation before. Yeah, we have. <laughs> this, this specific conversation yeah. we've talked about yeah. quite a few. Yeah. Not, not in relation to this podcast, but just in general. Now, for me specifically, I really chose the LRX over the MRX just based off velocity. I mean, velocity turns into energy, and um, in my opinion, that makes the LRX a little bit more universal. You can shoot deer with it. You can shoot elk with it. You get a few more foot-pounds of energy mm -hmm. um, just for that efficient harvest of that animal so yep it's true really other Can't than that there's it. not a lot of differences the mrx and lrx are so similar mm -hmm. um accuracy in everything it's just a little bit of weight a little bit of barrel length this is a real difference between the two so the tough thing that i that i lament about the mrx is it's not available in flat darker cerakote with veil mm -hmm. wide land camo that, which is better for our terrain it is and that combination just it gives, gives me the willies. Yeah. I love that combination. Yeah. Um, but it's beautiful. Uh, I also like the, they have the, um, the sniper gray with the, mm -hmm. what's the white veil camo? I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, the white veil the camo. white veil. It's like the, the, the whatever. Yeah. That one's a good, I like it too. But man, that FDE with the white oh, yeah. camo is just super, Gorgeous. super yep. cool. Yeah. And I would also say that the nitro fire would be second choice. Yep. For me personally. Um, uh, again, only based off biased. If I lived in a state where I could use the nitro fire, it'd probably be my first choice. Yep. I mean, me too. I, the time I've spent behind it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. It's just super, and it's light. It's super lightweight. It's ridiculously light. It's it's really tough not to choose the nitro fire, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I know a bunch of people are going to argue <laughs> that it's not a traditional muzzle loader. <laughs> we get that. It takes a charge in the back. I yeah. know. But we're just talking about hunting. It is just so here. nice. Yeah. 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 Um, and so easy, easy to clean, easy yeah. everything. It's it's super easy. It's a great muzzle. And it's available in FDE with Veil Wildland camo. And it had, again, me being a tech nerd, had the lowest SDs I've ever seen, which a ton of people probably don't even track what that is. But standard deviation. Mm -hmm. Which we have a whole podcast. We talked about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which I will link above if I can remember which one it was in. <laughs> I just remember talking about it. So, well, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was our low development podcast. Low development, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll link the low development podcast above. Just in, once you decide what muzzler you want, you can do some low development. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. center fire rifles that don't have as consistent in numbers as the nitro fire put off. That's what was really oh, impressive. So. Yeah, I mean, any any center fire with factory ammo is probably going to have a lower standard deviation than that. Yeah. Yeah, or I mean, a higher standard higher, deviation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With factory ammo, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, cool. Well, we're mostly in agreement on that one. Um, mm -hmm. That's probably because that's the one we've we've discussed the most. Um, yeah. So now we have Northwest Legal. Uh, this one could we could end up being on the same page on this one as well. Northwest Legal, uh, for those of you who don't know, requires so not in or it's it's all different. It's all different. <laughs> Everything is different. But in general, Northwest Legal is usually you have an exposed ignition, musket cap ignition, and open sights with musket, fifty percussion. caliber. Yep. And so percussion cap. Yeah, that would be the the correct, correct way. Term, yeah. I think both Idaho and Oregon allow musket cap ignition mm -hmm. at this point, but um it's type of percussion cap yeah, still. It is a type of percussion cap. Yes, it is. This <laughs> <laughs> is bigger, bigger yes. and hotter, bigger and hotter. Um, so, Nate, what did you pick for Northwest Legal? I flip flopped, so I mean, I picked the MRX for this one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, 
I think the MRX for Northwest makes a lot of sense. You know, you don't have a scope, so you're not trying to get extra velocity or distance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, MRX is shorter, lighter, slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense for, for Northwest Legal, I think. Yeah. I Not to be biased on CD. <laughs> I kind of did the uh, opposite of you, and I went with the Pursuit G4 LDR. Yeah, I, I think that yep. um, that's, that's a little bit lighter, right? Than much the, lighter, yeah. much. I think the Pursuit G4, the Pursuit G4 is like, like five pounds. Mm-hmm. The LDR is a little heavier than that. It's like six pounds or something. Yeah, see, I'd still run a muzzle brake though. You can't run. A you muzzle can't brake. run a brake on the on the Pursuit, and that's. I mean, that's kind of the tough trade off. I I really like lightweight guns. I hate <laughs> carrying around heavy guns, um, and so. I don't mind. Yeah, Nate doesn't care. Nate doesn't care how much he has to carry. Um, but I, I went if you with, got an Obi Link system, you might feel the same way. It's true. I might. Yeah, because you just hang it on yourself. Yep. So yeah, add that extra weight to that pack. It's already heavy anyway. <laughs> it's already. It's like, <laughs> I won't notice. I attached to my pack. Um, yeah, I, I think that my reasoning behind this was because it was lightweight. You have the thirty-inch barrel, which mm-hmm. I think is more important when you're uh, hunting with a percussion cap ignition because you need that extra barrel length to help burn that powder efficiency yeah yeah, because when you're using a percussion cap it's not burning the powder as efficiently as a 209 or a large rifle primer would and so you need the additional barrel length to help burn up some of that powder so you can have a little bit uh heavier charge Mm -hmm. and still be able to use all that powder efficiently i agree with most of what you're saying uh, except for i just don't think you need that extra charge for northwest because you're limited by 150 yards you know yeah but i think i think if you're taking a shot on an elk at 150 to maybe even 200 yards you want every little bit of of charge that you can have you know because with the western precision site it kind of makes those longer shots a mm-hmm. little more feasible yeah and my so if i if i was setting it up i would have a western precision site from williams i would have a um rws musket cap mm-hmm. and i would probably use 90 grains is what I use normally. Like 90 grains of Pyrodex Select is just a, it's a just good load. It's yep. money. It's mm-hmm. money charge. Um, Agreed. But I think that if I was t- hunting elk, like if I was doing that Eagle Cap muzzleloader tag, I'd want to have a little bit more powder behind it because the odds of me needing to take a shot that's, you know, 200 yards, 150 yards are greater because um, that's mm-hmm. just what you need and so maximize your energy yeah that's my thought process i could be totally dead wrong on that that's just kind of what no, i'm thinking there's about definitely you know? two schools of thought on that I yeah mean, there's basically two schools of thought <laughs> what kind of bear is best <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean we're not too far off my second choice was the mrx yeah. um and the reason being is because it's so easy to convert if i wanted to go on a colorado hunt i could put a 209 ignition in it um if i wanted to hunt in washington I don't know yep. why I'd want to do that, but if I wanted to, I could, you know, I could throw a two and I ignition in it. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. So MRX is my second. Did you have a second choice for Northwest? The MRX. The MRX was your first and second choice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you make good points on that. You know, easy to yeah. convert. You can use it for whatever. You can mm-hmm. put a scope on it. You can do whatever. So the other big deal that we haven't talked about with the Acura Extreme Series is the adjustable cheek piece. Mm. Um, just throwing yeah. that. There's a little throw in. Really nice to have that. I used it a lot. Um, especially I hunted with the LRX during bear season, and it's just really nice to have. Yeah. Um, all right, on to number six. Best long range muzzleloader. 
I don't think there's going to be much variance. I don't here. think there's going to be a whole lot. There's of not a lot to the talk. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I think I probably added something that you didn't add, and that's about it. Okay. Because I, I put an either or. Either or. Okay. Yes. I put just one. Mm-hmm. I bet it's the Paramount Pro. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Oh my lanta! <laughs> this is a hot take here. Hot take. And I just added that the HDR. Yeah, you know, I would take either one. I think the benefit that you have for with the Pro over the HTR is the stock is a little bit better. It's so lighter, in my opinion. Well, I mean, just better as far as no, the gun is lighter. What the HTR? No, the Paramount Pro is lighter than the HTR. Yep, I thought it was the other way around. Nope, Paramount Pro is the lightest one because mm. it has a carbon fiber stock. Do I look it up? Look it up right now. Google it. <laughs> you Googleizer. Do you have your phone? Hmm? Just look it up real quick. So we'll look at we're gonna fact check this real quick, and I'm gonna give my my answer and rationale while Nate's fact checking the weights of the HTR and the and the Paramount Pro. Um because I think the Paramount Pro is the lightest one. I could be totally just dead wrong about that. But um the Paramount Pro, I chose the Paramount Pro over any of the other Paramounts and over the Remington seven hundred. Well, over the Remington 700, let's talk about Paramounts versus Remington 700. So um, one is availability. Uh, Paramount Paramounts are easier to get than the Remington 700, just uh, like finding them in stock, but also trying to find them. Um, you can't. You have to have an FFL transfer in order to get a Remington 700, which is just a huge pain in the butt, especially if you want to have somebody else hunt with your muzzleloader or anything like that. It's just, you know, a huge pain. Um, and also... It's it's nice because you can re the ver- with the Veriflame system that the Paramounts use. You can reload the each Veriflame rather than large rifle primers from the casings. You have to just kind of buy new ones. Um, and I think that uh, it's also available in, in a wider variety of calibers. So um, that's kind of why we went with I went with that over the Remington Seven Hundred. Um, now we can kind of discuss. And it looks like Nate's done fact checking, so we can kind of discuss the the Paramounts now. Okay, yeah. So the Pro is lighter. It's a pound lighter. A pound lighter. Yeah. Wow. Ish. I mean, it's a couple Give ounces off. Yeah. Okay. So either way, uh, Pro is uh, lighter. Um, the stock is going to be bedded a little bit better mm-hmm. because the, it is a Grabo stock um, on that. So it mm-hmm. is a. In my opinion, I I, I really trust Grabo. I've used a lot of their stocks and. So the bedding makes a difference on accuracy and controlling your harmonics. So <clears throat> either or for me, you can change the trigger out with a Remington 700 trigger, which I'm super familiar with and obviously would do. And the Pro, come is the Pro come with a Timony or a Trigger Tech? Trigger Tech. Trigger Tech. Don't say Timony in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. Timony yeah. makes a phenomenal trigger too. I just, I'm a tr- Trigger Tech fanboy. I've got about yeah. 10 of them. Yeah. That, but in trigger tech's a great trigger. It's, mm-hmm. It definitely makes a difference. And I, not, not that the trigger that comes in the HTR or the standard Paramount's a bad trigger. It's just, no. you know, the trigger tech is, is there's a reason it has a good name. Yeah. You know? It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, creep. Yeah. And I think that for me, the one thing, the one disadvantage that the Paramount Pro has to the HTR is it doesn't have the adjustable cheek piece, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. See, for me, it's not that big a deal because I use three different cheek welds depending on what gun I'm shooting. So. It's true. It's true. And, it, you know, it, it's not a huge deal. It just is kind of a bummer. Um, but it's Cerakoted. Um, it's, it has the Graybo stock. It's carbon fiber stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and it's available in three different calibers. So you can have a 50, a 45, or a 40. Um, so really, 
just I think the Paramount Pro, I think, and I've shot the HTR a lot. Nate and I both have shot the HTR a lot, and we've shot it to a thousand yards. We've had incredible. Is that a new phone? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I just noticed that. Um, but yeah, incredible results with the HTR and the Paramount Pro both. I can't really argue one or the over. I think the Paramount Pro just has additional features, but it is more expensive. Um, but you're going to be able to shoot 400 yards pretty, pretty easily with that, and you're going to have just excellent terminal performance with the bullets you choose so it's fiberglass stock fiberglass it's not carbon fiber i didn't think it was carbon fiber. oh wow that's why i wanted to wow i'm glad i was fact checking that, that. I've, so i've said carbon fiber i think in pretty much every podcast we've ever <laughs> done fiberglass. i was like yeah, i don't think grable makes a carbon fiber stock so it's fi- it's a fiberglass stock fiberglass, Nate. why did yeah. you why on earth would you think it was carbon fiber <laughs> <laughs> hey you got me on the weight i had to get you on that's the, right that's right um yeah composite so, <laughs> I think that, uh, I mean, there's really not much else to discuss on the best long range. I think that that's... I, there's a ton of long range muzzleloaders nowadays. Most of them are smokeless. So yeah, really mm-hmm. in the traditional yep. sense of a long range muzzleloader, I think that the Paramount's got it. Yeah. And that's, that is something to note. We, we are leaving out um, like custom muzzleloaders, mm-hmm. like Gunworks yeah. muzzleloaders and stuff like that. Hey, you want to buy a thousand, fifteen hundred dollar muzzleloader? The Paramount's your answer. You want to buy a seven to ten thousand dollar muzzleloader that shoots smokeless powder that's pretty much like a center fire? They're yeah. out there everywhere. Yep. And they're it, nowadays stinking amazing. <laughs> they're unbelievable. Yep. But you're pretty much shooting a, other than the fact that you load it down the muzzle, you're pretty much shooting a center fire rifle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like I said, I'm kind of more on the board of like, best value like mm-hmm. you're going to get yeah. a muzzleloader it's going to shoot you know it's going to shoot an moa at 400 yards with mm-hmm. uh, for you know within the case of the paramount pro i guess it's probably in the 1800 dollars range and so. how how um dedicated you are to your craft too mm-hmm. i mean you know if, if sticking completely traditional long range is important to you then paramount's your baby if you don't really care and you're a diehard muzzleloader fan regardless of whether it's smokeless powder or not go spend 10 grand on a muzzleloader i agree yeah. I'm not going to spend well, 10 grand on a muzzleloader. No, no, I, 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 that's outside my price range. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not that, you know, I'm obviously not muzzleloader hunting. Isn't the number one thing on my to do list either. So if you are just every hunt you do is muzzleloader hunting and you want to shoot 700 yards. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe that's your baby. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Cause there's like, there's so many amalgamations of muzzleloader hunting. Oh yes. Yes. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> like we just got done recording an hour long podcast about hunting with a flintlock and all the frustrations that came with it. <laughs> and then we're talking, talking about using like smokeless powder and custom muzzleloaders yeah. and shooting 700 yeah. yards, you yeah. know, um, do which, not yes. use smokeless powder with any of these rifles. Yes. Again, <laughs> we say this all the time. We've had whole podcasts about it. Yep. None of the muzzleloaders we talked about today that we suggested on our list use smokeless powder. So use do not black horn 209 is okay. You know, black powder substitutes are okay. Black powder is okay, but no smokeless powder. Yes. Um, please. Yeah, please. No. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know what happens, I will put a link to a video <laughs> up above that I think CVA made. Yes. It was is pretty yep. cool. Yep. Um, There's a few of them out there now too. Yeah, they're it's pretty pretty impressive um, in a bad sort of way. Yeah, I feel like a pipe bomb in your face. <laughs> it's about about what it is. Yep. <laughs> exactly what it is. It's yeah. a pipe. You'll end up with a you'll end up getting some paramedics called out to the shooting range if that's what happens. So yeah, um, to well, possibly resuscitate your lifeless body. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe get lucky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Not worth it. Yeah. Um. Let's close the book on this. Boom. I have pretty much all said all I need to say. 
The book is closed. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. If you guys think we made horrible mistakes on our choices, let us know in the comments. Uh, like, comment, share. Uh, leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. That really helps out. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.